0: Welcome to The Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, The Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman.
1: Welcome to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest for this hour is John McGregor. He is a best-selling author, speaker, leading financial mentor, and founder of the Thrive Path uh, Group. He's also done a book recently called The Top 10 Reasons the Rich Go Broke. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, John.
2: Uh, it's great to be with you, Jordan. Thank you so much.
1: Just tell us a little bit of your story and how you got to where you are today.
2: Sure. It's been a long journey in this financial industry. I started back in 1994, so it looks like we're going on, geez, 26 years. Um, I pretty much circled the globe in this industry, started off as a financial advisor and grew a pretty successful practice. And then I climbed the corporate ladder and uh, went into pension and institutional consulting, asset management, and then. Um, my last corporate uh, job was I was a national retirement director for a major wall street firm and uh, then i yeah. went back into i went back into private practice and and it it, it was just that my frustration grew so much with individuals and and i just saw the devastation that this financial crisis is having on so many people and what it's doing to their lives that I decided to leave the corporate world and um, start off on this new journey and uh, created a process called Thrive Path. And uh, that's what prompted me to write the book.
1: So maybe just describe what is the financial crisis and how deep is it that we're trying to get out here?
2: Yeah, and I know you talk a lot about this as well. Um, I don't think people realize how big of a problem this is and what it's doing to society. When you consider I started this new project seven years ago At the time, 73% of people, and I've realized this is worldwide, not just in the U.S., 73% of people were living paycheck to paycheck. Fast forward to today, it's 78%. And this is pre-COVID virus. So 78% pre-COVID are living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, that's just a monstrous number. And it's just wreaking havoc in people's lives and I say it's the greatest epidemic. It, it's, it's, it's bigger than all diseases combined. And here's, here's why I say that. When you consider that money is the number one cause of stress in society, and stress is the number one cause of our most deadly health ailments and health problems, there is a direct correlation between money problems and health problems. Stress alone leads to cancer, lung ailments, cirrhosis, suicide, high blood pressure, insomnia, Irritability, anxiousness—I mean, you could go down the list. And as you know, Jordan, it's the number one cause of divorce in society. So sometimes I think I'm in the health industry, not the financial industry. And it's just ravishing. And we can get into it more of yeah. the why, but I'll just end there.
1: So, well, let's get into the why. Why are so few, so many people living paycheck to paycheck? They haven't saved enough. They're not getting paid enough. They're not making their work, their money work for them. Why is it that so many people, the vast majority of people, are just kind of getting by?
2: Yeah, those are all the symptoms, but there's a much deeper reason behind the scenes. Well, first of all, as we all know, the school system has basically failed us as society, in society in teaching us financial literacy. I mean, it's unbelievable. Money is interwoven in every aspect of our life. It's the source of freedom, it can be the source of freedom, abundance, confidence. But in most cases, sadly, it's the source of pain, stress, and anxiety, and it is ignored in the school system. In fact, I think it's criminal what they're doing. So that's one avenue. And so people are basically leaving high school, going into college, and and I can tell you my story on that, going into college, and they're just winging it, trying to figure it out by themselves. And very early on, most people end up Uh, in a financial hole, laddered with debt and uh, layered with debt, and, and they don't know what to do. And it's a tragic situation. So at a very young age, people are basically being set up to fail. And so in a sense, what I say is that people have been programmed to fail financially, and it's not their fault. And the industry put in charge to help these people, the industry where I came from, the financial industry, has no interest in working with these people that don't have any money. They only want to service those that have a lot of money. And their answer is to sell them a financial product. Now, that's fine. That's their business model. But sadly, it's just leaving so many people, millions and millions of people in the dust to figure it out by themselves. So there really are no, other than do-it-yourself resources for people, There really, there, there's really no, no one there to help. And then couple that with, with this massive onslaught of social media, that's just forcing people, almost hypnotizing people to live a life that that, that really isn't them to, to create a life for themselves um, and they do so with buying stuff they don't need with with money they can't afford. So it's a, it's a perfect storm that's hitting society. and you know it's it's fascinating when you consider Jordan. I mean, hundreds of thousands of personal finance books have been written. so there's plenty of information for people. But this isn't an information problem. We can, we can talk more about that. But
1: So, I mean, there are tons of programs in high schools, even K through 12, for personal finance education. Uh, I don't think the latest number like 17 states now mandate you have to have a personal finance course to graduate. So you're saying that what they're learning there is just not being effective at all?
2: Well, I, I I hear very little about the financial education that's being taught in school, and I have heard that seventeen states haven't haven't endorsed or embraced uh, some form of of financial uh, literacy. But the, the the research on how literate financially people are um, just indicates that whatever they're teaching, even in those states, is is ineffective.
1: I guess so. So, if if you were there, what would you be teaching that they're not teaching now in the high school, so that people don't get into these well, negative cycles?
2: Um, I mean, I, I commend them for doing it. Don't get me wrong. I think it's it's fabulous, and I hope more states em- embrace this because of its importance. But really, you know, what I've realized over the years is there's an underlying reason people are suffering financially. Most people know what they need to do with their money. Most people know they need to budget set goals financial goals they need to save more they need to contribute to the retirement plans and, and so forth but most are not doing it that's why those 78 percent of people are living paycheck to paycheck uh, i think the stat is you know 60 percent of americans couldn't come up with 500 for an emergency expense yeah. so it, this nece- this isn't necessarily a, an information issue because as i said most people know what they need to do most but but most people are aren't doing it they're outspending their income significantly and 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 the, you know, what I see so often, too often, is that basically people are managing their dissatisfaction in life by rewarding themselves with stuff they purchase, but they get no long-term joy in that or sense of abundance. They so buy like a new a car,
1: a short-term a, high, basically. Yeah, things. it's it's, and it's then like that. The debt afterwards,
2: that's that's exactly right, yep. and. And they're chasing stuff, shiny new objects. They buy a new car, a new house, a new iPhone, a new flat screen TV. It generates that that dopamine hormone hit in their brain, that, that uh, the enjoyment hormone, all for a quick fix, simply to manage their dissatisfaction in their life. They're basically jumping from one reward to the next. And the key reason is that people don't have guided financial principles to follow. And what ends up happening is, is they have a very poor relationship with money. And what I mean by that is most people are using money to dull their pain rather than using money to fulfill their purpose. So as I said earlier, this isn't necessarily an information issue. This is a behavioral issue. Yeah. That's what I think is missing. I think that's the paradigm shift. And that's, that's, what we, that's what Thrive Path, that's the process I created, addresses. It gets to the core of people's mental programming. So, again, they have a much better relationship with money, and they're using it to fulfill their purpose.
1: So what has been the uh, impact of COVID-19 where 40 million people, some huge number, have lost the income they had and are relying on unemployment insurance from the government or PPP or they don't have the income they used to have? How has that exacerbated the situation even before coronavirus hit?
2: Oh, it's put it on steroids, Jordan, as I'm sure you know. I mean, it's just made everything even worse. And so when, when you when you consider those statistics I mentioned, um, I mean, now you're at a multiple factor of 20, if not more. I mean, just last month, what was it, 30% of people missed their mortgage payments? So you can see what it's doing right now. And, it, and in my opinion, it's only going to get worse going forward.
1: I mean, we're relying on the government to bail people out, basically. We need another CARES Act. At the end of July, and if there isn't one, what would happen to society if we did not get another bailout from the federal government? Basically,
2: it's going we're going to collapse. It's going to get really ugly, and a lot of it's political. But um, it's going to get it's going to get even uglier from now until the election. Sadly, so t- and, tell me
1: what ugly means. Is it well, I mean, violence? Or what do you mean it, by ugly? I, I, I,
2: I could foresee civil unrest. When this really hits the middle class, which it has, um, but the ne- the next big wave is coming. It, it could lead to civil unrest. I'm afraid.
1: So you think the government bailing things out with another CARES Act would would prevent that?
2: I, I think that can slow slow the damage. And it's also my understanding that in uh, the end of this month, early August, uh, that that extra $600 goes away unless Congress does something. Student debt relief goes away, mortgage relief goes away. A lot of these programs are set to expire. And if they're not renewed, then yeah, all hell will break loose.
1: Yeah. So as somebody in the financial markets, and that being a possibility, how would you prepare for all hell breaking loose?
2: Yeah, well, um, that's a great question. Um, I, I do foresee a market crash coming because of all these factors that are facing us and also the media is going to do everything they can, everything they possibly can. And this is no endorsement for Trump by, by all means. But the, the media hates Trump. And they are going to stoke as much fear and panic in society as they possibly can in order to hurt Trump. They want him out of the office. And the only way to do that is to, is to literally hurt this economy and hurt people's livelihoods. The media does not care what the damage is. They want carnage in the street just to get rid of trump and they will do and say they will make up anything so i think we're going to see another wave of a covid virus and they may they may even make it up this could be a new virus the media uh makes up and and uh they're going to keep this current virus going as strong as they possibly can uh they'll report false numbers if they have to um they they simply do not care and uh and that's why i think um uh this is just going to get nastier from from here on out. Now there are always opportunities. I think um, precious metals would be a, a great place to be to be looking at. Cash, even U.S. Treasuries, paying next to nothing, maybe safer than a money market, um, CDs, those kind of things that are insured. But there are opportunities in the equity market. Um,
1: uh, we're going to get into that after okay, the break. Okay, sure. That's sure. Fine. So uh, my guest for this hour is uh, John McGregor. Uh, he is a certified financial planner. He's an author, uh, speaker. Uh, he is executive director of Thrive Path, which we're going to talk about in more detail. And his book is called The Top 10 Reasons the Rich Go Broke. You can find out more at his website, johnmcgregor.net. We'll be back after this. Times are tough right now, but Harry's razors are still here to help you look your best while saving you a little cash along the way. Harry's has your grooming needs covered with high quality blades as low as $2 each delivered straight to your doorstep. I've been using Harry's shavers and shave gel for about a month now, and I really enjoy the smoothness of the shave and the smell of the gel. I also find the blades last a lot longer than traditional blades, while they still cost less. I've switched to Harry's and signed up for a long-term subscription to get them automatically. Now you can join over 10 million men who've tried and loved the Harry's Shave. Claim your trial offer by going to harrys.com answers to get a free trial set. Harry's is a return to the essential, quality, durable blades at a fair price of just $2 a blade. Harry's cuts out the middleman by manufacturing blades in their German factory that has been honing blades for more than a century. That means you get incredibly high-quality blades at factory-direct prices. Blades are delivered to your door directly on your schedule whether you sign up for a subscription or not. In this particularly challenging time, you can feel a little better about your purchase because 1% of the proceeds of each sale are set aside for nonprofit organizations devoted to helping provide access to better health care for men and veterans. To support those needs, right now, Harry's is donating $1 million worth of shaving supplies to hospitals across the U.S. Listeners to The Money Answer Show can redeem their Harry's trial by clicking on harrys.com slash answers you'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip a 5 blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade a rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go so go to harrys.com slash answers and start shaving better today
4: Your leadership journey must be a continuous process of education and improvement. If you think you've learned all you need to know, think again. Find out the latest from contemporary authors on topics from character to values and everything in between. Discover insights into servant leader fundamentals along with your host, Tom Crea. Tune into Your Evolving Leadership Journey, Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
3: And discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan.
1: Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is John McGregor, the author of the book, The Top Ten Reasons, The Rich Go Broke. He's also the executive director of ThrivePath, and you can find out more at his website, johnmcgregor.net. Welcome back to the show, John.
2: Great to be back, Jordan. Thank you. Well,
1: let's talk about ThrivePath a little bit. So people go to your website and can do a free ThrivePath personal assessment. Tell people what that process is like.
2: Yeah, it's a very simple 10-question, um, an assessment, basically, um, getting people to really think deep about their current life and their current financial situation. And it's neurologically based, and just answering these 10 questions, they will get a, a personalized score and an overview of what that means to them, and and then also a six-page d- PDF that explains more about ThrivePath and the process that we've created.
1: So once they've done the assessment, what would be the next step if they want to take the next step?
2: Yeah, that's the analysis. That really kind of gives people awareness of where they're at. And like I say, if you don't know where you're going, if you don't know where you're at, you'll never get to where you're going. So from there, we are launching an online Thrive Path process. It's a nine-week uh, course that w- that will be out in September, but there are a lot of other resources on my website that people could utilize immediately to begin their journey to financial freedom and peace of mind. Um, I do have a a very popular white paper called the Ultimate Guide to Selecting a Financial Advisor, and that's been very popular because too many times I've seen it. Um, I've seen it in my own career in my own uh, practice. People make an introduction to a financial advisor, and they're just immediately quick to sign up with that advisor without without doing any due diligence. They go to the the free what I call the chicken dinner syndrome. They go to the free chicken dinner, and uh, and before the presentation even begins, they're ready to hand over their hard-earned money um, and move on, and 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 they just. I've heard people tell me this before, and you've probably heard this yourself, Jordan. It's just, John, take care of my money, and uh, I, I'm too busy right now, but can you just handle it all for me? Yeah. And, and they don't even know who I am. They were just referred or they saw me they, – they heard me on the radio or what have you. And uh, it's, it's just the beginning uh, of a disaster. And so this guide is really helpful in helping people identify, giving you the questions to ask, what to look for, what to identify to really find a, a good fit. And I've got some other resources as well I can talk about. But, yeah.
1: So you were saying that most financial advisors are only aimed at the top, whatever, 10% of the population, leaving the rest of them for their, their own. Now, those people are doing like Robin Hood and you know, they're doing things on their own today. Is that dangerous to kind of just jump right into it without having any financial advisor at all?
2: Oh, absolutely, 100%. I mean, Robinhood's a great service, although they've had some technical glitches. Um, trying to do this on your own by buying a stock is just, it's its very, very dangerous. And I would highly, highly recommend finding a financial advisor or doing some serious reading and education on your own. Um, studies have shown, whether it's Vanguard or John Hancock or, or what have you, um, and Vanguard doesn't doesn't really use utilize financial advisors. so so there's nothing for, for them, nothing in it for them, but th- their studies have indicated that a financial advisor can significantly increase performance over the long term. And the financial advisor is not only providing guidance and education, but they're there to help help you not make bad mistakes and guide you in difficult times. So yeah, I, I think finding the right financial advisor is a great step.
1: So we've had this move with the government to create fiduciary rule where uh, they have to put the client's interest in front of the uh, broker or the financial advisors, and there's been massive resistance to that by the financial industry. It's kind of in no man's land. It's gone ahead, not fully. Should people only trust their money to a fiduciary, or are there other kind of people they can still trust?
2: This whole notion of the fiduciary, in fact, I'm writing a white paper on that, is the biggest myth, in my opinion. You may have a different opinion, Jordan, but I think it's the biggest myth in the industry. And it's leading people to have a sense of of protection um, because they're working with a fiduciary. Unfortunately, this term fiduciary is being used as a marketing term for these, quote, fiduciary firms uh, to use to attract um, new clients. I, I could make a very, very strong argument that you're in better hands working with a registered representative at a broker-dealer than you are working with an RIA, uh, a registered investment advisor or a fiduciary, excuse me, um, for many, many reasons. I mean, keep we're in mind um, that'd
1: be interesting because most people think they go to fiduciary. What would be the advantage of working with a registered rep instead of an RIA?
2: Well, well, I'm glad we're talking about this. Um, keep in mind, Bernie Madoff was a. Fiduciary, right? And, and and for your audience, they can Google Fiduciary Advisor, and you will find thousands of fiduciary advisors that are in trouble, got in serious trouble for, for creating scams on their clients. So to, to, to go in this a little deeper, to become a fiduciary advisor, you're basically what we call an RIA, a registered investment advisor. And anyone, anyone, almost overnight can become an RIA. You have to simply pass a series six exam, I think it is a 63 or 65, fill out a, a couple of forms and voila, you are a registered investment advisor. That's it. And you can start managing money under this guise of a fiduciary. To become a registered representative at say a broker dealer, you know, your Morgan Stanley's, Merrill Lynch's, and by the way, let me just back up. I am not endorsing either one. There are good and bad apples on both sides. I'm just saying for people to realize that simply because you're working with a fiduciary does not give you any protection or you're not gonna get any better performance. And I can give you a really crystal clear story on this that I think your audience will, will enjoy. Go for it. And you're, you're not gonna get better performance or better pricing or better service or anything like that. Um, so as a registered representative, you have to pass a Series 7 exam. Typically, then you'd have to pass a 65 and a 63. And the seven, the Series 7 is not a fun exam. <laughs> that is not a fun exam. It's hard and uh, it's lengthy. Um, you also have to be interviewed by the broker. They're going to interview you as an employee. So they're going to really do some thorough de- due diligence on you, your background, your history. Uh, they want to make sure you're a good person and, and committed to doing the right things. They are going to carry your e insurance. You don't know if your fiduciary advisor is carrying their errors and omissions insurance. They will also monitor everything you say, do, uh, send out to your clients. So the, so the registered representative has far, far more compliance and oversight uh, restrictions than a registered investment advisor, who, by the way, can be their own compliance manager. Mm-hmm. So, so – and also in terms of recommendations investment products that the registered representative offers has all gone through significant due diligence by the compliance team at the at the broker dealer whereas the registered investment advisor can basically sell and do anything they want so that's why i say this term fiduciary is extremely misleading and i think it's the biggest myth in the industry
1: now, some people would say that a registered rep can only sell what's been approved, and therefore it's kind of a limited uh, menu, I guess you might say, and that they're going to charge higher commissions. Particularly, they're going to push their own uh, internal mutual funds and other products, and they're kind of more know, biased, as opposed to an RIA. What is the retort to that?
2: That might have been the case years ago. I mean, when I started at Merrill Lynch in 1994, I, there wasn't a single product or service that that was missing. I mean, I, I had access to. Hundred, I mean thousands of mutual funds and separate account managers and, and all types of products. I, I was not limited. I was not ha- my hands weren't tied. Fast forward to today, the breadth of, of services and products that a registered represent uh, a, re- a registered firm um, broker dealer uh, are not limiting at, at all. I don't I don't think that would be a case in terms of um. In terms of fee structure, again, that may have been the case a while ago, but I, I, I think there's a l- very level playing field in terms of fee structure. Now, here, here's a great example of this. It's a very well-known advisor, and he, uh, very, very well-known. I got to be careful what I say here. Um, and he does these chicken, In this case, it's chicken lunch, uh, ch- chicken sandwich okay. lunch events, and so I went to one. And um, he had a very successful investment strategy that got everyone out of the market in 2008. And, um, and as a result, he wrote a book, and people just could not wait to, to send their money to him. And so he does these luncheons all around the country um, with his satellite offices. So I attended one, and I was you know, everyone was over, over 65, getting ready to retire or had already retired. And you could tell they were ready to hand their money over before the presentation even began. The, the presenter gave your traditional financial planning presentation. talked about the markets, uh, the history of the markets, all that kind of stuff. Um, talked a little bit about their investment strategy. It was a bit of a character. So I've, I I had the f- uh, follow up meeting with the local advisor, and it was basically a script. and she wanted She wanted me in and out of there as quickly as possible, onto the next client. And there were people waiting in the lobby to 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 sign up. And again, no due diligence whatsoever. They This guy got him out of the market in 08, and uh, they felt he was invincible. So I started peppering her with questions. She couldn't answer any of them. And she said, wow, no one's ever asked me any of these questions before. And basically said, John, are you ready to open an account? I said, no, I'm not done yet. So we kept going. In the end, I said, you know, by the way, who was that financial advisor presenting um, at uh, – at, at the event, at the lunch, and she leaned in. She said, don't tell anybody. He's not a financial advisor. He's a Hollywood actor.
1: I see. <laughs> you never I, know what I, you're getting is it comes down my, to. Me. My
2: jaw dropped. Their fee structure was 1.8% annually wow. to manage my money. This was a fiduciary. So that's my point, Jordan. Um, you know... For people listening, just be very careful of that term, fiduciary.
1: Very good. All right, We're going to have to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is John McGregor. He's an author, a speaker, a financial mentor, executive director of ThrivePath. He's also done a book called The Top Ten Reasons the Rich Go Broke. And you can find out more at his website, johnmcgregor.net. We'll be back after this. For all our sakes, we need to avoid crowds any way we can these days. What if you need to mail a letter or package or get stamps at the post office? Well, don't worry. Stamps.com is here to help. With Stamps.com, you can print postage on demand and skip those lines and crowds at the post office. Plus, you can actually save some money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office. If that's not enough, Stamps.com also offers UPS services with discounts up to 62% and no UPS residential surcharges. Stamps.com brings all the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS right to your computer in the safety and comfort of your own home or office, where you're hunkering down these days. Whether you're a small business sending invoices and online seller shipping products, or you're working from home and need to mail packages, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. I've used Stamps.com for several years, and I have a large database of all the contacts I mail packages to already stored in the program, so it's easy to call up their names and mail to their address. The label prints out of my printer, I attach it to the package, and off it goes. Stamps.com is always kept up to date, so whenever the post office changes their rates, Stamps.com automatically adjusts what you get charged so you pay the best rate available. Simply use your computer to print any official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once your mail is ready, just leave it for your mail carrier, schedule a free package pickup, or drop it in a mailbox. No human contact required. It's just that simple. With Stamps.com, you get great discounts, 5% off every first-class stamp, and up to 62% off shipping rates. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, especially now, saving you time and money and keeping you safe in these crazy times. Right now, listeners to The Money Answer Show have a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in answers. That's Stamps.com and enter answers.
0: You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan.
1: Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour, John McGregor, is an author, speaker, and executive director of ThrivePath, also the author of the book, The Top 10 Reasons the Rich Go Broke. You can find out more at his website, JohnMcGregor.net. Welcome back to the show, John.
2: Great to be here, Jordan. Thank you.
1: We talked about the Thrive Path personal assessment—a free bunch of questions you ask. But let's just go a little bit more. So, say you really want to engage with you. What is the Thrive Path path process to actually get going? And is it just investments or is it your whole finances? What is actually involved in that?
2: No, it's not about investments at all. And thanks for asking. Um, it, it this came about seven years ago, I was talking to a very close friend who's a thought leader in the field of neuroscience, basically learning and behavioral change from your brain. And I was expressing my frustration I've been having with my clients. A typical scenario for me is clients come into my office, they lay out their paperwork. By the way, it usually comes in a shoebox or it's a junk drawer of just paperwork, statements, contracts, completely disheveled and disorganized. And most of the time, half the information is missing. And so I begin the financial plan, starting gathering all the data, and then I show them on a chart the trajectory they're headed on, how, that in, how in 10, 15, 20 years uh, going forward, even not sooner, they're headed for financial ruin. And they get all jacked up and excited. The spouses are nudging each other saying, honey, we got to take this seriously. Then they look at me and say, okay, John, what's the plan? And so for the next, for the next hour or so, we'd, I'd lay out the plan. The strategies, the tactics, the tools that we're going to use. We talk about the next meeting, things that we need, uh, documents that that I need to review, and and, and we lay it out. And so they get all jacked up. They're absolutely 100% committed. We high-five. We shake. We pinky swear. We hug. And as soon as they leave my office, they're on their way to Best Buy to buy a new flat-screen TV on a maxed-out credit card. Basically, all that information I poured into them did nothing. Very quickly, they were back to what I, was, what I call living on, on pain island. So I was expressing this to my friend, and he said, you know, John, he said, information doesn't cause transformation. You could pour all those graphs, charts, financial plans down their throats all day long, and it's not going to affect real change. He said, this is a behavioral problem. Just like exercise or diet, it's a behavioral problem. And the only way to change behavior is to change it at the core of their mindset, at the subconscious level. And the subconscious is controlling 95% of how we act, how we think, how we behave. So when you change your subconscious, you can change your life forever. That's the paradigm shift. That's what's missing. And so as a result of this, it was sort of a, a just a huge awakening moment for me, realizing that i have been failing my clients for the past 25 years. I mean, I, I, I don't think anyone worked harder than I did. Um, I was dedicated to helping people. But the tech techniques and the tools and the strategies I was, I was doing, is, it just wasn't ineffective. Telling somebody what to do and what not to do with their money just simply does not work. It doesn't lead to long-term behavioral change. That's why New Year's resolutions last 11 days. Um so you, you need to tap into the core. Change your brain and you'll change your life. And so we created this seven-step process we call Thrive Path, basically your path to thriving. And it's a neurologically-based process that we take people through. It's basically a journey of discovery. So people come out, they understand who they are in the world, what their purpose is. They have awareness of where they're at and how their behaviors are going to really lead to financial ruin and, 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 and devastation. We provide insight. We give them a process. We help them identify mentors, and then we create rituals for themselves to keep them on track and really give them give them a, a organization and and guidance along the way. And it's a re- it's a very transformative process that doesn't just transform their financial situation; it transforms their entire life. So it's really exciting to see people go through this. It's very emotional as well, and and we think this is where people need to start before they get into the what type of an account should I open or what type of investment should I choose or what type of insurance? So
1: I think people, people need to remotely.
2: have their mindset.
1: I'm sorry? It's like you're doing it in person. Can people do this remotely over Zoom or something as well? Yes,
2: absolutely. I teach this live, but because of what's going on now with the virus, we are creating an online program. It's a nine week program. It's a process, it's a pretty intensive process that we take people through and that should be available September 1st.
1: And there's a charge for that?
2: Yeah, we're working on that. We're not really sure what it's going to be. Hopefully, you know, my goal is to make it a nominal fee that everyone can afford.
1: And these are videos that are pre-done or are they actually yes. done live? Yeah,
2: well? it would be a weekly video, 45 minutes to, to, to 60 minutes, um, once a week. And then in between, there'll be five to 10-minute videos of me reminding people of what they learn and what they need to do. There will be exercises for people to do as well to make sure they kind of reinforce the lesson.
1: So after they've got all this… It's always about implementation, they can have themselves transformed, but do you help them actually implement the plans as well?
2: Yes, absolutely. Then we take them to what we call Thrive Map, which is the practical steps to get their financial house in order. That's a six-stage process that gets to the core of their financial situation. That gets them financially organized, we look at their budget, we look at their investing, we look at their estate, we look at their insurance needs, and so forth.
1: Okay, and so is there a charge for that as well, or is it yeah. done based on assets? How is this all paid for? No,
2: it would be a flat fee. Um, you know, uh, to, to to teach the course.
1: Okay, and the, but after they've gone through the course, there must be some kind of ongoing management of all. Yeah, so
2: from there, I'm glad you're asking. Thank you, Jordan. From there, it goes into a monthly subscription model. Again, a very nominal fee. We're thinking right around ten dollars a month. And so on a weekly basis, we would be acting as their online mentor in perpetuity, sort of like their personal trainer, but in terms uh-huh. but, but for finances.
1: And on the investing side, do you invest money for them to get an asset management fee? How does it work on the investing side?
2: Yeah, we have just set up an investment platform for people that will be launching as well. And um, so that will be available also.
1: Okay. So in general, it sounds like you're pretty bearish. On the market, you've got something called the bear trap, the B-A-E-A-R trap. What, what is the bear trap that you talk about?
2: Yeah, and, and I hate to sound so gloom on this call. I I want to make make sure people are aware there is absolutely hope for everyone, regardless of your situation, even in this difficult time. I can assure you that. But I think it's important that people understand how dire things are, um, because a lot of people are going through life blindly, and they're not aware of, of, of these bear traps. The bear trap is is something I talk about in my first book, The Top 10 Reasons the Rich Go Broke. And the bear trap is really the heart of why people are struggling financially. It's an acronym. And the B in bear stands for beliefs. And sadly, most people have harmful beliefs around money. They've accumulated these beliefs since the day they were born. And they were basically hardwired in their life by the age of, Researchers say by, by, by the time they're in their mid-20s, these beliefs are hardwired and very difficult to change. And it's these beliefs that are driving their behaviors. And most people today have limited beliefs, particularly around money. And these beliefs are basically driving everything. And they operate out of the subconscious level of your mind, which is dictating 95% of who you are, how you think, how you act, and ultimately who you become. So I, I say, change your beliefs, and you'll change your life forever. And so, in the financial world, there are hundreds of them, and I'm sure, Jordan, you've you've heard these too. But a lot of I'll give you some examples: of beliefs. I'll never be wealthy. I'll never be good with money. I'm not good with numbers. I didn't come from money. Money's the root of all evil. Uh, I just don't have time to take care of this. It's kind stuff. of
1: lack of confidence in your ability, basically.
2: A, 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 exactly. The rich are greedy. I don't like to take risks. Oh, it's only a hundred dollars in a month. What difference does it make? You know, it's it's these limited beliefs, they're basically running in the background almost like an automatic pilot, and people are not aware of them. And these are leading to to very destructive behaviors. Then from the B, once you have that limited belief, the E stands for excuses. That's when you make excuses with your money. Like, for example, the belief would be, I've got to look the part. And your excuse is, well, i gotta, I got to buy a brand new BMW. Then the A is the destructive action that people take as a result of the beliefs and their excuses. And then the R is the result. The result is most people living paycheck to paycheck. So I talk about this at, at at length in the in in the book. And I, I talk about an exercise, a really powerful exercise people can do so they can, they can become aware of these beliefs that are running in the background that they don't even they're not even aware of. And it's a it's a really profound kind of process I take people through. And there's most cases there's this aha moment where people go, Oh my gosh, I had no idea I had these beliefs that were controlling my life and leading to so much destruction. That's when transformation begins. That's when it. That's when it occurs. So that's what. That's why we call it the bear trap.
1: Very good. We're going to take another break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is John McGregor, an author, a global speaker. He runs the Thrive uh, program, Thrive Path program. His book is called The Top Ten Reasons the Rich Go Broke. And you can find out more. You can do the free Thrive Path personal assessment at his website, JohnMcGregor.net. We'll be back.
0: You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan.
1: Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour, John McGregor, is an author, speaker, uh, founder of the Thrive Path System, uh, author of the book, The Top 10 Reasons the Rich Go Broke. And you can find out more at his website, John McGregor. We'll be back. We're 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 back right now. Thanks for being back with us, John.
2: Great to be with you, Jordan. Thank you.
1: We don't have time to get into all of them. Just give us a general idea of some of the reasons why the rich go broke. You think the rich, they've made it. They would be the last people to go broke. Why, in in general, do they go broke?
2: Yeah, I wrote this book. It's a storybook, basically, 10 very alluring stories of very wealthy people that I knew that had everything and then lost it all. And again, that there's that common theme amongst all of them, it's that bear trap, they had limited beliefs. But just to give you some examples of of some of the stories, the first story is, is a, a husband and wife that uh, felt that they needed to look the part. They had a beautiful house, the, the nice cars, the nice watches and the clothing, but deep down they were broke. They were so leveraged in debt, they had two mortgages, credit card debt, and it was all for a show. And sadly, most people today are living like that. They're keeping up with the Joneses, but the problem is the Joneses are broke as well. Yeah. Uh, the other one would be my company's going to take care of me. And a lot of people feel this way, that um, as long as I stay at my company, I'm going to have my pension, my 401k, and they'll, they're going to look after me. And, and there's just a, a multitude of, of train wreck stories um, with that type of mindset. Um, there, there's a and basically, there's a story in here for everybody. I I can assure you, um, young, old, uh, male, female, um, you can you can name it. Um, speaking of females, a lot of times um, the the female is is their husband is their financial plan, and they're reliant on their husband to make sure that they're financially sound and stable. In a lot of cases, the husband likes to play that role, but has no idea what he is doing so a well, lot of times
1: after you've heard all these stories and you've heard all the rich mm-hmm. people have gone broke what do you kind of take away from it as to what the average person who is not rich can do to avoid these kind of pitfalls
2: yeah well basically people are winging it through life they're not they're not uh planning for their future and this is not about sacrificing gratification. This is simply about delaying gratification. And the more you delay the gratification, the better off you're going to be going forward. But, but, but you know the, the underlying reason, Jordan, is that just people aren't taking it seriously. And they're not taking the time on a regular basis to plan their future and follow a financial plan. Yep. And they're just hoping everything's going to work out in the end. I, mean, I can't tell you how many times a 65-year-old came into my office and they said, John, I've worked my tail off for 35 years, and now it's time for me to retire. And they lay out their paperwork, and I can tell right away they can't. Yep.
1: They have to so keep what, working. What is going to happen? We have baby boomers, I think it's 10,000 a day turned 65. Mm-hmm. They're now in their 60s and 70s. What is going to happen to these people if they haven't put aside enough to retire? As you said, the vast majority have not.
2: Well, one of two things. They're either not going to be able to retire at all, or they're going to have to significantly limit their retirement lifestyle to scenarios that no one wants to have. I'm very concerned about the future. I'm extremely concerned. And and the, the, the big elephant in the room, Jordan, that I see that no one's really talking about is the pension system. No. And with so many pensions underfunded significantly – And now a lot of these, quote, guarantee pensions are being challenged in court and they're winning. And we are now seeing pension cuts despite the promises they've made to the retirees. And when you have a bond market that's paying 0% and an equity market in flux, these pensions aren't able to maintain that 7% or 7.5% return, they're assuming and uh so you, you know,
1: think there'll be cuts in what pensions people are expecting?
2: Sure. Absolutely. We're already seen that.
1: Mm-hmm. And how about social security? What is your, your outlook on that?
2: Yeah, I mean that's another grim gosh, I just hate to sound so grim, but that's another grim scenario. I you know, I'm fifty one and I'm not counting on social security for myself, sadly. That's bankrupt in fourteen years, is that correct? Two
1: thousand
2: thirty five. Like yeah. And um so we're
1: gonna we're gonna see so You can't uh, count on such pensions. You can't cancel security. Those are kind of the two of the legs. So that means it's all in your own personal assets. Right. Down. The, so let's talk about the market here. Yeah. So the stock market's been on a huge bull run for a long time mm-hmm. um, since the the March lows, basically. And the argument is the Fed Reserve's pouring money in, the federal government's pouring money in, uh, everything's fine. So, so a few people are dying, but we're in one of the greatest bull markets we've ever seen. What's wrong with that picture?
2: <laughs> there's a lot wrong with this picture basically the stock market is just betting on the fed to keep printing monopoly money and and that party can only go on so long i mean our debt to gdp is last i checked 100 and f- actually this is before all the stimulus it was 114% it must be 120% now i mean well some would
1: say but japan's been doing this for 20 years and, yeah, and they haven't collapsed yet that, so that, that's so true keep printing money forever there's no that, no limit
2: Very true, and you look at the charts, uh, you know, you you can keep printing money, but I mean, you just have to, I mean, I don't know, call me crazy, you just have to assume this cannot keep going. It's just not sustainable. Um,
1: So some would say that the solution is gold, and that's why you've seen such a move in gold and precious metals. mm -hmm. What what is the argument for gold, even at current prices that have had such a big move here? Yeah, I,
2: I, I don't view gold as as. A, a growth instrument, something I'm, I, grow, I I view gold as an insurance policy, frankly. And, and I think today, more than ever, people need insurance in their financial life, given what's happened and what's going to happen in the upcoming future.
1: So do you see precious metals having a big move and potential inflation coming back from all the money being printed around the world? Yes.
2: Eventually, that money's got to be put back to work. And once that starts circulating in the marketplace, I do foresee significant inflation occurring. I, I think it's inevitable. And and that's why I think, uh, I think gold is a good thing to, to have for the time being. Now, having said that, I do think there's opportunities in the equity market um, that we can talk about. I mean, there are, there are a lot of... got a
1: big move in stocks. What sectors, we don't get individual stocks, but what sectors do you think would do well in this environment and not? The ones that have done best are the so-called... Stay-at-home stocks that basically benefit from people staying at home. But what sectors do you think? Yeah, would-
2: no, I, I would say it's the stay-at-home stocks. It's it's those it's those sectors that play into companies that uh, are helping us live at home, um, and on our own, and and work at home. So I say yeah. that there, there are and 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 entertain ourselves at home. So there are a lot of opportunities in the equity market um, there, and we're seeing that right now.
1: And what would you stay away from the equity market?
2: Oh, gosh. Um, well, a, a lot of it's going to be based on the election. So uh, uh, defense stocks, perhaps, um, w- would be one that, that comes to mind. Um, oil, The oil sector, I'd be, I'd be staying away from.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. And then uh, you, were, you were talking earlier about treasury bonds and CDs and money market funds. I mean, it may be so-called safe, but literally earning nothing. How does that get you ahead?
2: Yeah, I, I know. I, I'm really just thinking of it as a safe haven, as a safe haven, not necessarily as something to to generate income.
1: So, how do you generate income in this environment?
2: It's 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 a challenge. I I I, I have a very difficult time generating income, um, in in the actual markets. I would be generating income out of the markets, looking for additional revenue streams to, to produce income on your own
1: like what i mean like multi-level marketing or what i I would be yeah
2: i would be looking at other avenues to generate income creating your own business um it could be in the real estate market although although i'd be careful with that um it it could be an online business it could be just another business you set up on your own on the side um i know a friend of mine who just started a flooring business for the week doing it on the weekends so that's the type of income that i'd be looking at um because it's gonna be very difficult to find in, in, the, uh, in the fixed income or equity markets.
1: So in about two minutes we have left, why don't we kind of sum up the situation. We've had some very negative, we've got some positive things, kind of sum up what difference it'll make for people to go through your Thrive process, read your books and kind of take your advice.
2: Yeah, thanks, Jordan. I appreciate it. And, you know, I, I hate to sound so doom and gloom. And, and I, I just wanted to paint the picture for everyone to realize that uh, they've, they've got to get serious about this because um, there's no end in sight right now. But I will tell you, there's no greater power that people have than the power to choose. And people's financial destiny isn't a matter of chance; it's a matter of choice, and it's not just something to be to wait for. It's something that people need to go out and get, and it's never too late to start to start your journey to financial freedom. And peace of mind and there are opportunities right now but sitting sitting on your hands at home is not going to be the answer to doing that i've got a lot of resources on my website that can help people immediately kind of start this journey of financial transformation get their financial house in order so they can come out of this covid hopefully um running um and, and and not sulking
1: and you're saying a lot of it is based on understanding the underlying beliefs it's not just the financial part it's the psychological part. If you understand that, will make all the difference.
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't think. Uh, I think going in this without a change of mindset is 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 going to work. I, people must change their mindset in order to change their life. That's the only way. Our mind dictates everything, and until you change that at the core, you're really leaving way too much to chance.
1: Very good. Well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been John McGregor. Uh, He's the author of the book The Top Ten Reasons the Rich Go Broke. You can also find more about his free Thrive Path uh, assessment tool and everything else that he offers at his website, johnmcgregor.net. Thanks so much for being a great guest on The Money Answer Show, John.
2: Thank you so much,
1: Jordan. It's been a pleasure. Thanks again. And we'll be back next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now.